I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. going to dive into some skills that can help make people rich. This is from my experience as someone who has been an entrepreneur for 12 years now and built multiple successful businesses. And that is constantly working with millionaires and billionaires. And so, you know, first and foremost, do I think everybody can be rich? No, because I don't think that everybody really wants to. They think that they do, but I don't think that deep down they do because if they did, they would do a lot more to get there. And I really don't think it's as hard as people make it to to achieve success. There are some key skills that you can master that are going to help you achieve that wealth. I have seen it time and time again, and success does indeed lead clues. So mastering some of these is going to really help you on your way to achieving more wealth. And, you know, first and foremost, I want to talk about public relations. So PR, and that is getting your brand, your business into the media. So this is something that I started doing very early on. When I was starting my business, if you know my story, I didn't have any money. So I was looking for things that I could do that was free, that I could do on my own. And that is what led me originally to public relations. And so on my own, without hiring anybody, I was able to get published pretty much everywhere. So Forbes magazine, Huffington Post, Cosmopolitan, Maxim magazine, on the Dr. Oz show. I mean, pretty much you name it, I've been featured by it. All kinds of TV shows, a lot of different, really incredible opportunities. And so, you know, there's a great quote that I love by Bill Gates. And it says, if I was down to my last dollar, I would spend it on PR. And so that just gives you a little bit of an idea on just how powerful PR is. You know, people don't always buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So it's really getting the story of why you are doing what you're doing out there. And when you have that powerful story out there, people are going to connect with you and your brand and your business on a whole other level. So developing skills around public relations and really controlling the narrative around you and your business is incredibly powerful and important. And so getting that conversation started with the right people. So how do you do this? If you are starting without any experience, I mean, it's really simple and it just comes down to being a great storyteller. We all have a story. Don't come and tell me, no, I don't have a story. There's nothing different about me. There is. I can tell you 100% there is. I've heard that a million times over. You just have to figure out how to tell it and pull it out from deep inside you. And if you're a little bit uncomfortable, you're probably on the right track. (laughs) But I mean, people want to know what makes you you. They want to humanize the brand. and so. Work on telling your story in a way that is genuine, that is unique, that is going to evoke a bit of emotion. And so, you know, even yesterday when I was at John's live event and I heard him telling his story about his mom and his why, I was crying. You know, I know John. I'm in rooms with John every single day. But hearing him tell his why, I wanted to support him. I was throwing money at him. I was like, yes, whatever you're selling, sign me up. 
because it was that story that had me connecting and all of that, that, you know, when you feel that emotion and you want to support these people. And so when you want to get it into the magazines or onto the TV stations, wherever it is you want to be in there. So first and foremost, now you got to take that story and you got to reach out to those people. So don't go spamming writers. Don't go spamming journalists, TV hosts. First and foremost, do your research. So where do you want to be? So do you want to be in Forbes? And if you want to be in Forbes, there are a thousand writers there. So you need to look for the ones that are covering your specific niche. So look at what they're writing about. Obviously, if they're writing about tech and you're in something completely different, that's not applicable to them. Once you find the ones that are writing about similar stories, then you're going to reach out to them via LinkedIn or via their email, and you're going to approach them with a story that is going to catch their attention and with potential teams for stories. You're going to make their job easy for them, and you're going to give them a reason to want to write about you. Remember, their job is not to promote you. Their job is to sell ads or sell magazines. Their job is to sell and build their business, to build whatever media they are running. And so you have to come at it from their angle. And so after that, you know, you got to keep, be consistent, keep following up. And another great avenue is to join HARO, which is Help a Reporter Out, H-A-R-O. HARO is brilliant. And so what it is, it's, it's free. And you're going to get emails three times a day from journalists that are looking for people to comment on articles that they are working on. So they're usually on a time crunch, but it's a really great way to get into the media because it's going to be somebody that's going to, you know, it's going to be a snippet that says something like, I'm looking for an entrepreneur to comment on an article on business trends in fall 2021. If you could comment on that, respond to this. And so I might respond to that, and then they're going to publish me, hopefully, if they like my response. But again, it's got to be catchy, and it's got to apply to what they're looking for. And so if you are consistent with responding to requests on Haro, I guarantee you are going to get published. And once you get published in these places, you're going to get exposure. You're going to solidify yourself as an expert in your niche, and you're also going to get backlinks to your website or your blog. And so that is powerful for building your search engine optimization. Now, you can also start your own blog. You can also start your own podcast. You can send out press releases. You can make your own PR happen. You don't need to rely on these writers. So there are a million ways to go about it, but it is incredibly powerful once you start doing that PR. And it was fantastic for my business growth all across the board. And it made it really easy for me to be able to pivot into other industries. And what I really focused on once I connected with these writers was building a long-term relationship. So now I constantly get reached out to from somebody like, hey, Emily, you know, Bloomberg might reach out to me and say, we're recording a segment. Could you come on and talk about back-to-school trends in the business world? Something completely different. And it's great. And it's also given us the ability to be able to launch a communications division for our clients because we have those relationships. So it's a fantastic, fantastic growth. And I think that you should all be working on your PR skills. So communication, storytelling, all of that. The next thing that is incredibly important is social media marketing. And I mean, you're on Clubhouse, so I'm sure you're familiar with it, what social media marketing is, but it's really the use of social media to connect with your audience, to build your brand, to increase your sales and to drive website traffic. And so... Over half of the world's population is on social media. 
<laughs> so if you're wondering if your target demographic is on there, the answer is yes. You need to be building your network. You need to be building Instagram, Pinterest, Clubhouse, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, as many places as possible. That is what the most successful people are doing. Look at John. Look at Rob. Look at Ed. Look at how much time and energy they put into their social media pages because they know the power of it. I mean, Rob said earlier, just from social media, he makes 300000 a year just from his social media. Just That's just one of his stream of income that he directly monetizes. You know, that's not to mention the growth he gets in the sales he makes for his other businesses from people becoming aware of him through his social media. So you just see the power of that. I mean, you can monetize it in and itself. So again, you know, the habits of self-made millionaires is building multiple streams of income. And social media is just another one, but a massive one of them. You know, I talk a lot about influencer marketing. And that's getting paid to post on your social media about things that you love, that you're already using. And so I do this. I do this on my Instagram. I did two last month and I got $10,000 per post. So that's $20,000 for me to just post something on my Instagram account. So that is powerful. So how do you do this? The beautiful thing about it is that really absolutely anybody can build a social media. We all start at the same level playing field unless you're Jennifer Aniston, we're all starting at zero and we're all working to build it up. And so it really starts with just creating great content. Sounds simple. That is what you got. You got to do. Start creating great content. If you're wondering what great content is, does this provide some sort of value to the audience? And does it look visually appealing? Those are the two questions you got to ask yourself, you know, and then be consistent with putting it out there. Collaborate with other people. Collaborate with other people that you see on social media in, in creative ways. Offer them some sort of value to collaborate with you. Offer to share each other's content. You know, cross-pollinate your content across the different platforms so you're getting as much reach as possible. Try to get shared on larger pages. So that's been some of my biggest growth on Instagram. It's been when the larger pages share me. So pages like Feminist that has 3 million followers or whatever it is on Instagram They've liked some of my really opinionated female empowerment content and reshared it. And so the, again, then I get thousands of new followers. Right away, I get requests for influencer engagements after I get shared by those huge pages. Another great way is holding giveaways. So doing some sort of giveaway on your Instagram page. It's going to encourage people to follow you, to share it, and get more eyes on you. And you know, if you can niche down, you have a much better chance to get paid earlier on in your journey with a smaller following. So if your content is really great value, fantastic, but if it is great, if it's very good visually, even better, because then brands are going to see that and they're going to look at you as, as a content creator as well. And so, you know, my companies, a few of them, we hire influencers. One of our companies, we actually provide the influencers for larger corporations. So we do it on both sides. So I see all of it. And I also work as an influencer for select brands. So I see it from all angles and I know what brands are looking for. And so they want to get the most bang for their buck. The most bang for their buck is when you are very niche in their demographic, in their market, and when you create content that they can repurpose. So focus on those, you know, for my clean beauty company, True Blue, we're looking at people that are specifically in the clean beauty space. So they're a clean beauty blogger, a clean beauty makeup artist. We know their following is our target audience. So we would rather have somebody with say five to 10,000 followers than somebody 
you know, that's a rapper with $500,000 because that's not, those people aren't going to apply to what we are selling. So what I would say right now is if you want to start, is I would say, sit down and think about your mission, you know, your message. What do you want to get out of social media? And then go and shoot some content. You can shoot incredible photos on an iPhone. So don't give me any excuses that you can't get good photos because you can't afford a photographer. Your phone can create phenomenal content. So go start shooting the content. Include your face. People want to see you. Write out your personal stories. Work on some great captions that are going to resonate with people and provide value. So your caption should either be teaching something. They should be funny. They should be telling your story. They should be evoking some sort of emotion in a way that is really authentic. So work on that great content piece as well, because that is what is going to have people sharing your content and interacting with it more so than anything visually about the photo. I mean, the posts that I've made that have gone viral have always been about the caption that I have written, not about the photo itself. So remember that. And set a goal. I think it's really, really important that you set a goal with social media, you know, and be specific. Write down what numbers you want to achieve by what date, you know, by month, by week, by year, whatever it is. Have them all written down and keep that in mind because otherwise you're going to post, you're going to get distracted and social media is going to fall to the wayside. It's super important that you stay consistent on these platforms. You never know what is going to take off. I know you heard Rob earlier, if you were in the room, that he just hit a million views on one of his videos on TikTok and a million on Facebook. There's a friend on here, Tiags, who has millions of followers and he posted for 700 days before he went viral. Now every post he does goes viral and that's what he does full time. But you've got to be consistent, you know, have some call to actions and download some apps that are going to make it easier. Anam, Planoly, I love those because they help you plan out your content and see how they're going to look together and they make it easier. Find things that make your job easier. Then get posting and track the insights. See what is getting the best feedback. For God's sakes, don't keep doing what doesn't work. If you aren't getting any growth or traction, change it up. You know, like just get started and post. Don't worry that it's not perfect. Start now, get perfect later. You probably never will get perfect, but that's the beauty of social media. People love to see the messy parts. They love to see the unperfect parts of it. They don't want to see the highly curated overly edited selfies. I, those aren't the ones that resonate with me the most. I've never shared somebody's selfie in my life. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. But, you know, we host a social room, myself and Carm, on Saturday mornings, and we hear time and time and time again the same things. You know, I'm waiting for this. Just get started. My content isn't good enough. Just get started. Track what works and keep going from there. All right. You can tell that I really love social media, I think, by my ramble. <laughs> All right. The next thing that I would say is work on your copywriting skills. I think being successful, if you are a great copywriter, that means you can sell things, you can write incredible ads, you can write email marketing, you can write blogs that are going to have getting shared that are going to get people resonating with you. You can write social media captions that are going to have people sharing your content, have your social media growing. There are endless opportunities when you can develop those copywriting skills. You can become a great storyteller and get yourself published in that media I talked about earlier. So really work on your storytelling skills, your copywriting skills. And if you can hire somebody, hire a great copywriter. We have a lot on our team and we also use an AI platform that generates unique copy for us. I think it's brilliant. You can go to instantcopy.net if you want to check it out, or you can send me a message with the word copy. 
But I think it's really important that you work on your copywriting skills because it has been, you know, one of the greatest tools that I have honed in on. And I really used it to focus on search engine optimization. So writing great copy that gets shared and that gets good SEO to my websites because that gets us an ongoing stream of potential new clients and potential eyes coming to our website. So search engine optimization as well. If you're not familiar with it, you should be learning SEO skills if you can't afford to hire an SEO team because SEO is powerful. All right. Financial literacy. If you have ever watched Dragon's Den, if you're a Canadian, or I think they have that in the UK as well, or Shark's Tank, you probably heard them say, you need to know your numbers. And it is so true. In business, if you are going to be a self-made success, you need to know your numbers. So you don't need to be a flipping accountant, but you need to know how to read reports. So I hate numbers. I dropped out in grade 10, but I know how important they are because for the first few years of business, I had no idea what our numbers were. I just knew that my bank account was going up. And so I remember when I hired a coach for the first time and they said, so how do you know how your business is doing? That's doing well. And I said, well, my bank account keeps going up. That's not how you can make decisions. Because, <laughs> you know, when tax time comes, it's like, okay, maybe I wasn't doing it so I thought. You can't make day-to-day decisions and week and month decisions with hiring and, and ad spend and all of that if you don't know how to read your numbers. So you need to be familiar with your balance sheets, your income statements, your cash flow statements, and all of that. So every day my staff are sending me, and my staff know how to read my reports, my senior staff. They know how to read our FreshBooks, our QuickBooks, our Stripe accounts, our website reports. They generate them and they send them to me. That is how we make our decisions. And if you're a one-person show, then you should be reading all of those and using them to make decisions. But, you know, the next skill I would say, which is going to sound kind of funny, but is fostering confidence. I think it's incredibly important as a business leader that you foster confidence and it's not as easy as it seems you know i'm speaking at the mom link summit on saturday and that was one of the questions that i was getting from a lot of the female entrepreneurs there was how do you foster confidence and so it goes back to confidence and once you are confident in your competency your confidence will follow but i think that you know really working on your confidence is incredibly important because it's going to affect how you show up in meetings it's going to affect how you address failures and how your resiliency is with your business, which is so important. You know, how are you going to rebound when things go crazy? How are you going to manage your team when a pandemic hits? How are you going to show leadership if you're not confident? How are you going to carry the ship? Because it's all going to fall on you. You know, and I think that if you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, you know, getting familiar with it, reading about it and learning how to overcome that because again imposter syndrome is another common thing amongst entrepreneurs i know i had to work really really hard to overcome it because if you don't you're going to self-sabotage in a lot of ways all right the mindset diamond already talked on that and she is an absolute rock star when it comes to really honing your great mindset as an entrepreneur because it is going to affect your money. It's going to affect your money mindset. It's going to affect your business acumen and all of that. So working on that great mindset in so many different ways and your mind is the foundation of all of your skills and abilities. So I think it's incredibly important that you start on that now, no matter where you are, what industry you are in, there are so many books on it, so many podcasts and YouTube videos. But really get started on researching money mindset, business mindset, 
resiliency. If you haven't, you know, check out the book Grit and the YouTube video Grit by Angela Duckworth, where she talks about resiliency and really the study that they did where they found that people with a resilient mindset were the most likely to be successful. So having that strong mindset where you can keep getting knocked down and keep getting back up, where you can control your emotions. And so it all starts with your thoughts and you have to master those thoughts to master your mindset and ultimately master your decision. All right, guys. The next thing that self-made millionaires do is they are always innovating. They're constantly innovating wherever possible. So innovation will make you immensely wealthy if you do it right. Even if you deliver a product slightly better than your competitors, it's still slightly better. I mean, look at Elon Musk. He is an incredible example. Innovation is, is a never-ending process. And I say, ask first, act later. <laughs> Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of the unknown. You know, I can't tell you how many times my team and I have innovated and it has paid off immensely. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have failed many, many times. That is just a great indicator that we are trying new things, that we are innovating. When we aren't failing, then I start to get worried like, okay, we're getting stagnant. And that is when businesses start to fail. I mean, look at Blockbuster and Netflix. Constantly be innovating, looking for new ways to get better than your competition. Okay, setting goals. Goal setting, I think. You know, I don't think we talk about it enough. I think it's so important. And people ask me this as well at the summit on Saturday. Do I set goals? 100%. I'm always setting goals. I'm always redefining my goals. I set them every single day, every morning. I set my goals. I set them for the week, for the month, for the quarter, for the year. Set your goals. Plan your work and work your plan. That is the motto of successful people. It's hard to succeed without a well-defined plan. You don't know where you're going. You don't just jump in your car without knowing where you're destination is. So I think you have to set daily goals and stick to them. There's five P's that I love. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Opportunities come to those who are prepared. You know, I think that a lot of the goals that we have really seem a lot more difficult than they actually are. I think it's just problem solving how to get there. Once you know where you want to go, you can figure out the rest. So, you know, if I write down, I want to be a New York Times bestseller by next year, well, then it's just figuring it out. Okay, I got to write my book. I got to write this much per week, per day. I got to get feedback from this person. And, you know, doing the research and figuring it out, you will get there. You got to set goals and you got to stick to them. What I like to do is I like to write my goals in the morning and then do my productivity planner and write my most important tasks of the day that are going to get me closer towards those goals. And then I time block them. And then at the end of the day, I write my productivity. How did I do that day? How can I improve tomorrow? And it keeps me very consistent towards my goal. And I can go back and I can look at my progress. And sometimes it's incredible to see. I use a productivity planner. I love it. It's a simple thing I ordered off of Amazon. I eat the frog, so to speak, and that it just means that I do the worst task at the beginning of the day and I get out of the way. You know, again, it's just knowing where you want to go and figuring out how to get there. You know, the next thing I think that is incredibly important is giving back. I think philanthropy is so incredibly important, and the wealthy people know that. Giving back keeps the flow of money going. It is the right thing to do. It's motivational. It gives you deep meaning. The secret of living is giving. There are so many benefits to giving from it being your legacy that you're going to leave behind. You can meet a 
powerful network through these different organizations. And it's going to have you operating in the abundance mindset. So I think start giving and, you know, just getting into philanthropy. Right. The next skill that I would say is networking. Building that network is essential. As John Lee likes to say, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. So not only networking with people, but networking online so that people know who you are. Working with the masses. I think Clubhouse is a brilliant place to come and network. Look at these people on stage that you have access to. You would not be able to access these people <laughs> anywhere in the world without spending an insane amount of money. Utilize Clubhouse right now to be able to reach out to these people. Get in the DMs. Head on over to their Instagram. You know, I have met some absolute rock stars on this platform. One of my closest friends is, is Keith Grossman, the president of Time. And we met here. We talk every single day. He's given me a ton of great opportunities. And I've referred a lot of things to him all from this platform. And, you know, it was because he heard me in a room, reached out, said, let's get on a Zoom. We hopped on a Zoom. And from there, it was just, we just clicked. But you never know where those relationships are going to go. So network and utilize LinkedIn as well. That's brilliant. Right. The next is, again, leadership and fostering <laughs> leadership skills. I, you know, last year, I was so happy that I had worked on becoming a good leader because when COVID hit and my team were just kind of frantic, like what is going to happen to our jobs? What's going to happen to our industry? Having a main company being a large marketing agency, I had to really step in and calm my team down and bring it back and bring them back to the focus and then focus on pivoting the company, pivoting the resources. Okay, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do with this company with all of these staff? And so being able to take responsibility and initiative when tough situations occur is incredibly important. You know, there are some fantastic books that really, really changed my mind on them, on leadership. I would recommend Leaders Be Last by Simon Sinek, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, The Mind of the Leader, all fantastic books. All right, guys, I hope that you loved that. I also wanted to say I've got a book that I have been working on, as I mentioned earlier. I have been working on it for a few years now, and it's a career memoir. So, you know, I'll tell you a quick story. I started my first business back in 2009. I didn't have any money, experience, connections. <laughs> a young female who loved to party and had big dreams. It was a really interesting time. But by 2011, I had ended up in a mental health facility for a month. I battled substance abuse, then went on to beat it, built an international corporation, working with top celebrities, brands, living at the Ritz-Carlton, and it was just a story and a half. So now again, growing so quickly, all of a sudden running into so many problems from trying to manage employees all across Canada and then the States, ending up in two large lawsuits, one at $20 million to again, finding my way and, and honing all of my skills to then go on to launch other businesses. So you can imagine the stories just by that, but really not only is it my story, but a survival guide and a how-to manual. So it's exactly how you can make it if you are broken, broken like I was and a step-by-step -step guide. So I am really excited to launch it. And if you want to get in on the list for a giveaway, it's a free giveaway. You can win a first signed copy of the book, some cash bonuses and some giveaways from some sponsors. Then send me a DM here on Clubhouse or on Instagram with the word book or giveaway and I will get you entered into that. Please make sure to give me a follow as well. I'd love to see all my Clubhouse friends. I will follow back a bunch of you as well so that we can network and 
connect and ping each other into rooms. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, let me know. Just send me a message with your feedback. I always love to hear it. All right, everybody. Just to reset really quickly, you are in the 10 Habits of Self-Made Millionaires. We are in the Entrepreneur Millionaire Secrets Club. You can join the club right now by hitting the greenhouse up above my head and getting in there. It is free to join right now, but it might not be for very long. So you want to get in there now.